Hello, and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host, uh, Dad, I was trying to think of different, Papa, Poppy, call me Big Poppy, um, yeah, I'm Dad. Abba. Uh, Not feeling that. No. So, you, you want to have a sponsor today? You know, I'm really excited about, <laughs> you is, know, is it Donut King? Oh yeah, it is Donut King because- Our local donut shop. Yeah, it's seven new. days a week. Is it open seven days a week? Hey. And I'm going to be honest with you folks, we got, how many donuts did you purchase today? Six, and they were scrumptious. Scrumptious and delicious, and I had zero. Uh, there's other people in the room right now that are what we like to call prego. <laughs> <laughs> Our daughter, my daughter-in-law, aka PJ's wife, who's about ready to have Frankie. We're praying Francis. for that. Francis. Uh, there were donuts, and these are all gone. I'm sure she had just one, um, but I didn't have any. She had two. Okay, I didn't have any. <laughs> um, hey, and the other thing is... I had a Boston cream. Was it and good? And an old-fashioned, and they were phenomenal. Just imagine if you could add an old-fashioned Boston cream. But oh. I'm going to say this to you. The other to sponsor me. today is the Freudian slippers that you got. Oh, those were so cool. You got them. Best for... anniversary gift ever. So PJ got slippers that are from, you know, Freud, Sigmund Freud. Because they have PJ... Freud's face on them. So they're Freudian slippers. Okay. Let's make sure that people, they look like Freud. They're not really his face. No one went straight. We didn't do Dwight from the office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody sat there and peeled. All right, and we do all this <laughs> beginning just to start about a spiritual c conversation. Um, so I'm going to jump in. This is the story of how we have union with Christ. Yeah, yeah. And we need to abide in him. What a transition. Yeah, uh, perfectly not done. With so, a segue like that, we could set up our own tourism business. I got this book called Deeper. Um, uh, a guy that I know, really good man, godly man, said that the book was very challenging. So I pur purchased it, and I'm reading three or four pages from it every day as part of my time with God. And like three days ago, I read this, The Importance of Union with Christ, and obviously uh, there is the John 15, Abide in Me. And he made four really interesting statements that were theological, and they begin to make sense as I try to help people. And we just got done speaking about work, but having wisdom and discernment. And I think this lesson is really insightful and discerning. So he talks about four types, and I'd love for you folks, if you got a pen I think and paper. There's a fifth, I think there's a fifth type. There was four in the book, and PJ's about ready to add one, okay? The first one is God, then me. I'd write that down, God, then me. The second one is God, not me. The third one is God, plus me. And that's getting close. That's what the guy even in the book said, but PJ will probably fix it, all right? And then number four is God in me. And this is where we get the union. And the, the fifth one would, would be, be just me. And oh, that's, yeah. where, that's where I find myself sometimes. Yeah, so I'm not fixing anything. I'm, uh, sometimes I'm like... I think this could be, that mm. could be argued with the statement. So, PJ, God then me is this, is mm. that um, I have come to Christ. Mm. I have a relationship with Christ. Now, I got to do a bunch of stuff to make 
God happy. Okay. Mm. Just wisely, theologically, careful I say this, bury that thought because it's not true. It's I've I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. This is where I struggled for years, uh, where I began to understand the importance of a cross-centered life. I'm saved. Now I got to do the right things. How, how, why is that wrong? Man, you, this hurts so much. And this is where it's just really important to make explicit what you're saying to yourself. Because for, honestly, a, a long time, I was struggling with feelings of guilt, feelings of inadequacy. And one day, uh, I had this feeling of uh, this pressure, and I was finally able to say what it was. And it was, the kingdom of heaven will fail if I don't do what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, once I actually said it out loud, I was like, wow, that's stupid. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> it's so arrogant. You don't want to say it's even heretical, but it's heretical. Oh, almost, it is. That's heretical. If you're teaching it, that's heretical. Yes, that, yeah. It's but arrogant. It's, but we get that feeling like, oh, it's not going to work out if I don't do what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, you could fall to the wayside. You could completely fall like out of the faith and the kingdom of God will still prevail. You are not necessary. You are chosen. Right. And then being chosen, you, 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 he chose you, but he, we're going to talk about this later. He's, he's, the Holy Spirit's in you. I don't have to do all these right things. His mercy, mm. his grace, his love, they overcome. Yeah. How about the second one, which is very similar in her, her, heresy is, okay, God did the work and I can just not do anything. Yeah, it's the flip side of that. It's yeah, like, <laughs> God's going to work it all out. Why do I even need to try? Yeah. Okay. So what are some... I don't feel like anyone really believes that about things they care about. I think that's something that people say to excuse themselves <laughs> so from working. So they don't working. have to have any responsibility. Yes. But it's like... But, you know, if you just want to say you don't want to do the thing, just say you don't do the thing. I feel like this is like a, a spiritualized, like, well, I just think that God's going to make that happen without me. Well, you hear people say, just let go and let God, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you are to let go. Yes. But yeah. you better also hang on. I could definitely that, I, see. That didn't even make sense what I just right. said. But I know I think you just got to hang on to God. And right? you it can't always just let depends on the context, right? right. Like, and there's it, definitely it, times the, where the you're like, you're trying too there. hard. You're trying too hard. And it's like, you are worrying. You need to let go and let God. And then there's times where it's like, wow, you're working really hard. And it's like, hey, do you want to come help us put up this playground in the, in the, or this play set in the playground at the church? It's like, oh, I'm just going to let go and let God. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I'm going to pray that it goes up on its own, <laughs> which would work. So no. the, the thing with this is, is that, it is a, it's not that we are necessary for the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God does not depend on a play set. It is a delight to participate in the kingdom of God. Mm, it's really good. How about God plus me? This is where it's, I, I, okay, I've got Christ, but I got to do all these things. What is, what is the, it's very similar to the first one, but what, what is the mm. struggle there? Oh, it's slightly different though. There is that like, you're like, you're, you're like, okay, God did his thing. Now I'm going to do my thing. And now it's like, I see what God is doing. I'm trying to do stuff alongside it. And I, I think the big difference really only becomes clear when you contrast it with the next one, because it's still you adding what you do instead of being a channel. And it's hard for people to, maybe yeah. channel isn't the right, right well, thing. I well, I think we'll, the word we'll channel, conduit, like you're just, uh, because the biggest thing is it's where, I think God plus me mm. can lead to someone living with stress. 
Yeah. And, and, and like, I've got to still do, I've got so much to do. I'm going to get this done. God's going to be glorified for this. I got, and they live a life that has zero peace and a zero joy because it's, it's similar to like the first one. And that is, you know, God, um, then me, then me. But the kicker is the one we want to talk about is God in me. And I know that you have um, absorbed this. Doesn't mean I it. do it. <laughs> no, but but it's but you're you can't fix it until you first understand there's an issue, right? And then know how to fix it. This goes back to John 15. If ye abide in me, and I in you, this is where we allow the Holy Spirit. You know, it's the old adage. I had a, we had a young lady in our college and career group one time say this. Um, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. And we were looking at Galatians 5. And she said, you don't get more of the Holy Spirit. And I was sitting there thinking about that. Like, I got to get it in there more. <laughs> I did. I looked at him. I was like, you don't get more of the Holy Spirit. It's where he abides in you and he gets more of you. Mm. So you begin to walk, not even jointly. Okay. But you walk resting in that he has a plan and he will lead. This takes prayer, rest, meditation, uh, not being a doist, but mm -hmm. being a, a resting in him. So kind of tell me, when, you, when you've read Abide in Me, and you've talked about this, you've mentioned John 15, and folks, as we talk about Weary's manhood, mentoring, maturity, this is a key cog for a believer. This is where it to all starts. Spurt. Right, so go ahead. I obviously don't agree with everything he said, but... Man, Henry Nouwen is such uh, an, been an impactful author in my life, and just this idea of overflow. And I think that, to me, is the picture that works in my head for this. The difference between God plus me and God in me mm. is that I am overflowing. I am overflowing with the knowledge that I am loved. And if I, and if I know so much, if I know enough that I am loved, then I will overflow into love with other people. Because... I don't have like, and, and that's the love of God, right? Because there's nothing that someone else can do to me to take away the love of God. And that's all that matters. Okay. So we are not YouTubing this anymore. I wish you could, although you would probably wondering if we I'm could just, show you the box for the donut. Cake, no, who cares but, about know. the donuts right now? <laughs> Talk about rubbing my forehead right here in this contemplation of how, how true this is. There are literally days. I, I must say this folks. I don't want this to be self-effacing that I look at people and I just love them. I just see them and I know it's because I see God's love to me and I'm experiencing his love and I just am dying to invest in people. It just like comes out and it's, I am not special. I am extremely selfish. I want good things. I want to be in big places and I like to lead and I've got all these issues and then when I rest and I abide in Christ, I can't help but just want to love others. And that's really cool that you said that because it's an overflow of understanding how much you're loved and cared for. And, um, and, and I, I still lose sight of it. I still lose well, sight of, of course Christ. we do. That's why we can't take days off from meditating and reflecting. So your mom and I are doing this 21 days of prayer and fasting. So I'm only eating, and this partly is the donut scenario really not because i'm only eating between noon and six every day 
And so I'm doing that, and Mom and I are walking and praying every day together. Um, what it allows me to do is to see Jesus. That's the best thing. And to sense his spirit. When that occurs and he's in me, it changes my mindset and my heart set even. Don't know, just my whole emotional set. Like, this is all that matters. People matter. You know, I always say this, G.K. Chesterton, I, I don't know if I quote it right, but it is. He said, one of the greatest truths of uh, theology is you matter, I matter, all people matter. And until you see people through the eyes of Christ, you really struggle with seeing that people matter. No matter the, the great cry in today's need of diversity. And the, when you see people as Jesus sees them, it breaks down every wall. One of the things that I was just talking to uh, one of our pastors about was whenever Jesus was questioned, one of his most common responses was, I was sent. Mm. I was sent by my father. And then uh, he and I were looking at First Timothy, and then we moved over to First John, and this idea of no one has ever seen God, but uh, they know God's love because you love them. I'm paraphrasing there. Poorly done. I should have that memorized. Anyways, the point is, is that he, even Jesus, he said that the whole point is that I am sent by my Father. And that like, this is the love that I'm giving you because it comes from the father. If you have seen me, you have no, like, you know, the father, cause you know me. Yeah. If you see the father, you seen me and you know, the father, you know me. And you see first John, he says, I want you not to have fellowship with Jesus. He says, I want you to have fellowship with us mm. because if you have fellowship with us, you have fellowship with Jesus. And if you have fellowship with Jesus, you have fellowship with the father. It's all one fellowship. And that's what we are sent and when you get that mindset that i am sent by jesus to show his love because he was sent to show the father's love um it's so convicting because i often enter situations with a worldly mindset with a fleshly mindset where i'm here i'm like i'm here you know even we talked about the problem solving and you can be problem solving and do it for the kingdom and you can be problem solving and you can be like gotta like, get it done like pj is here not pj is sent pj pj abides not pj abides in christ right no question and and th there is such a difference and it's it was better so i hope that folks walk away from this today going man mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna pray that i have you know christ or god in me it's interesting you said the us because it's both that his holy spirit reigns and I pray that they'll abide in Christ. That's a big challenge as they strive to be a man who is mature, thus able to mentor others because they're abiding in Christ. And if they're, let me tell you, if you can just meditate and it sounds like foolishness, it sounds weak, it sounds like mm -hmm. a waste of time, but if you meditate on the love of Christ and you really imbibe that and you, you let embrace it overflow. It. Yeah, you embrace it. Just your... Coworkers will know the difference. Your friends will know the difference. Family. Your wife will know the difference. Neighbors. Your kids will know the difference. Is there anybody who left out? I think it can make an impact. Well, I was thinking, you know, the, you know, the husband parenting. The you, minions. Right? The okay. minions. <laughs> hey, um, thank you Your for dog. listening to Weary Dads. <laughs> we mean that. Thank you for everything there. Uh, we're going to close out this in a very special, different way. 
Becky, could you um take drag your chair over here and tell everybody that uh how cool it is to abide in Christ? Because uh PJ's wife Becky's in the room, and she is probably eight months, eight and a half, two and a half weeks. Listen to the chair squeak. That's just begging for mercy. Just tell everybody how much you've learned about abiding in Christ. Real quick. It's necessary. That's good. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> Troll, you're just mad about the donut. Um, it's critical. It's critical to live. And when you're not abiding in the vine, mm. you're dying. Okay, pretty good. That was off the cuff. Maybe we should do Weary Moms. Mm, mm, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Hey, um, so this is huge, folks, and I hope that you're encouraged. And if you ever have questions like, man, how do I abide in Christ? Please reach out to us. We'd be honored to help in any way we can. Thanks, PJ. Thanks, Dad. Love, Love you. you guys. Yeah.